Welcome to the Modernist Podcast. I'm Jeff Levine. And I'm Jeff Mitchell. Together, we're Jeff Squared. But in a cool way. Join us as we discuss arts, culture, architecture, real estate, music, and more. Now, let's start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Modernist Podcast. I'm Jeff Levine. And I'm Jeff Mitchell. Together, we're Jeff Squared. But in a cool way. The coolest of ways. So, Jeff, what's happening? You feeling good? Feeling great. <laughs> you are. That was, there was, that was <laughs> some passion. All of a sudden, and I some up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, man. Where'd you get that all that that burst of energy? Uh, just hanging around some old guys. <laughs> uh, well, we got a great episode today. We got uh, the team from Josie Records uh, in the studio today. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for Thank having you. us. We're going to get into it here in just a second. But, uh, Jeff, for those of our, who are just tuning into the Modernist podcast, uh, what, what do we got for them? You know, Jeff... Uh, why do you ask me this question every week? Uh, we, I, it's just, we have to. All right. We so basically, some of the, you know, we've, we've had wonderful opportunities to have great guests Absolutely. from architecture, designers, uh, home builders, uh, healthy living experts, arts and culture mavens, mm-hmm. and a little bit of entertainment this week. Absolutely. And um, if people want to follow us and kind of tune into more of these here modernist podcasts, where can they find us, Jeff? Well, you know, just being a podcast, you have to be on SoundCloud, <laughs> and then you're on iTunes. Obviously, That's if you made it to big. the big times, you're 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 on you're on iTunes. And all you have to do is type in the modernist on iTunes. You'll see two great looking bald guys. That's us. Click on that link, and you can listen to all our uh, previous editions. And ironically, we have four ball guys in the studio today. We sure do. <laughs> I don't know if they want anyone to know that. But <laughs> starting to look like a theme. There you go. Or maybe it's just a factor of our, all of our ages here. But also, besides that, they can find us on Facebook at The Modernist, uh, on Instagram, The Modernist underscore, and um, we have The Modernist Meetup, which... Sure people do. can connect with us and actually come out and meet us. Yeah, if they're in Dallas. If for they're now. in Dallas, but for we're now, taking yeah. over the uh, the modernism <clears throat> world in uh, in Texas, at least. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Jeff, and, and as far as uh, getting further connected on social media, Facebook, Through Facebook, yeah, yeah. What about, uh, are we on, well, we're, we're Twitter, right? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, all right. we, We're all over. All they need to do is type <laughs> in the modernist and you'll see these bald guys. Okay. Believe me. Good looking bald guys, as you said. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, we want to also thank our sponsors. We sure do. We do. Steve Wright from uh, Prime Lending. TexasMortgageExpert.com. Yeah. Steve. Our good friend, uh, photographer. Greg Martin. And uh, the modern home guy, Jeff Mitchell. Indeed. And then my favorite modern website, ModernDallas.net. Thanks, Jeff. I feel good about that. <laughs> Always like hearing lady. those words <laughs> ringing through. But uh, let's take a little bit of a break, and then we'll uh, get to uh, talk about vinyl. Yeah. What a topic. And we'll be back. Yeah. The Modernist is sponsored by our favorite mortgage man, Steve Wright, with Texas Mortgage Expert Team at Prime Lending. We love Steve and the Texas Mortgage Expert Team because they're knowledgeable, extremely professional, and have the backing of Prime Lending one of the top lenders in the country. And Jeff, as a real estate agent, I can tell you I've done many deals with Steve and their team, and I love sending all my clients over there because I know that they're going to be treated fairly, it's going to be a smooth and enjoyable experience, and they're going to be treated with a very high level of expertise. So if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing, go to TexasMortgageExpert.com. And we're back here on The Modernists. I'm Jeff Mitchell. I'm Jeff Levine. And together we're the Jeffs. 
Let's roll. Plain and simple. Yeah, uh, so, guys, welcome to the studio. I've, we've some of my good friends, Warwick Cameron and Luke Sardello from Josie Records, here uh, in in uh, the, our Deep Elm Studios in Dallas. Guys, welcome, welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah. So. Um, a comeback story. Everyone loves a comeback story, right? And so uh, you guys have kind of been on the forefront here in uh, Texas, at least, and maybe larger. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to talk about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so tell us about uh, Josie Records. And so for those who don't know, you know, um, just a little bit of background, how you guys got started and what, what caused you to kind of get back, you know, in the, in the vinyl record business game. Right. Well, let's see. Uh, Josie started, what, a year and a half ago, Luke? Uh, yeah, we opened a year and a half ago. The concept yeah. came about two years ago. I uh, spent about a year thinking about opening Josie. Right. And uh, let's see, is it the biggest record store in DFW? Uh, yeah, 15,000 square feet of, uh, of vinyl, turntables, uh, music equipment, headphones, yeah. headphones, headphones, gear, cables, <laughs> turntables, art. speakers, <laughs> art too. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, you know, we got into Josie, um, what, actually started thinking about it three years ago? Yeah, two, 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 two and a half years yeah. ago, yeah. Um, yeah, just out one night, you and I yeah. were at, uh, ironically, a, a 45 all vinyl night and uh, just started talking about it. Started yeah. seeing some things coming into place. Um, started seeing that vinyl sales um, appeared to be on the uptick. Uh, so we met one day and just yeah. decided we were going to well, give it a go. I, I didn't actually meet you just that day. I've known no, you, we've known I've each known other for years. Since, <laughs> uh, since I, I was a young young man, and uh, and we've both been uh, vinyl collectors, yep. vinyl nerds, I guess you could say. Both uh, come from a DJ uh, sort of background. and uh, Producers. Producers as well, record label owners uh, before Josie. And uh, uh, not just two of us, three of us here today, right? True, true, true. Yeah, yes. yeah Jeff, you, you had a little bit of run with that. Um, and uh, in all seriousness, uh, we started talking about Josie about three years ago and then uh, uh, opened a year and a half ago when we got serious and we saw that vinyl was actually making a substantial comeback. And, and we thought, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we did it and we, we, we jumped in big. Uh, mm-hmm. We were going to start a, a boutique uh, uh sort of store two or three thousand square feet and then luke talked me out of that and he said if we're going to do it we're going to go big and so we we're in we, texas we're in, <laughs> <laughs> and so we ended up at uh well, so how did he talk you into that what did he well basically he put me in a headlock and he got me, he got me really he gave drunk you a knuckle sandwich and uh and he said no listen you know we've got all all this knowledge and all this uh support and uh and network, and so we, we ended up with a 15,000-square-foot building over off of Josie Lane in 635, and it has just been phenomenal. It's really taken off. Vinyl is back. Uh, real, real quick, let's talk about some stats on the vinyl because you know, I've been reading a variety of stats, but let's, let's hear it from you guys. What, is, you know, what are the industry professionals seeing? Uh, Luke, uh, you know, I don't pay too much attention to that. Uh, Luke does. Uh, but I, I can say this. Uh, our sales this year are up 50% over last year. Sure. Um, and huge. vinyl yeah. sales are at uh, their, their, their largest since... Uh, since 2000, and uh, they're growing at a 30 to 40 percent rate year over year. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's pretty incredible. Adele sold how many vinyl copies? Over 100,000. Over think, a, I, I think, think about that for a second. Over 100,000 vinyl records 
were sold by Adele. I mean, that, that's, that's incredible. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Now, is yeah. that where's that statistic? Just here in the states, or is that worldwide? I think that's worldwide. That's significant. Yeah. 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 It's huge. And uh, so, <clears throat> you know, we just see uh, artists from from that sort of caliber all the way to uh, your your local indie indie rock indie pop uh, groups selling vinyl. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so far, it's just been great. So, so it's not just the millennial hipster kids that are that are buying vinyl. No. You know, wh- how did this all kind of kick off? I mean, Luke, I know you were, uh, you know, trading vinyl um, just kind of in your spare time, sure, uh, and had sure. your own kind of online store. And I think it's a little bit how this, you know, also kind of came together. But uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I started out more as a collector, um, but then as uh, as as time's gone on, I've seen. Um, just things starting to come together. Um, I, I saw, um, <clears throat> I would see uh, uh, people at like half price. You saw more people mm-hmm. congregating mm-hmm. In, in, the, in the vinyl section. Mm-hmm. We saw Urban Outfitters start to uh, build little record stores within their store. Mm-hmm. So um, we just saw, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that things were taking off. Quick question. You open a store 15,000 square feet selling vinyl. Mm-hmm. Who shows up? Well, believe it or not, we had a a a, a, a huge opening day. Uh, it surpassed Luke and I's uh, wildest thoughts of who would show up. Uh, so, who showed up? The demographic, uh, um, the young uh, hipster kid, to uh, the rock and roll dad, and everyone in between. Uh, we we re- Josie really sees a. Uh, a, a wide spectrum of, of vinyl buyers. I mean, it really is just, uh, you know, I, I, I can't just pinpoint it and say, oh, it's just this 18 to 24. It's just not so. Uh, and the older demo were people that had moved to CDs at one point, And after a while, you know, they, they, they figured out that they had made a mistake. And we're seeing those people now wanting con- to trade their CD yeah, collections in and go back to vinyl. Yeah, yeah. they're converting. We, we see that all the time at the store. Um, so you're trading as well in the stores. You're buying vinyl. Yes. Oh yeah, we sell so new and tapes used. and even tapes and cassettes are tapes, yeah. CDs. Uh, we we you know we buy and sell. In fact, I think we're the largest uh, used record buyer in Dallas, most likely. I mean, we our our door is always open, and, and people are always bringing in collections for us to buy, which well, is, which is great for us. Well, it's interesting too because you you're starting to see a lot of artists now go back put out tapes. Right, I mean, and you guys are—I know you guys are buying and and selling tapes, but I well, mean, is that is that something you guys think will come back, or is well, that is that really to me? To me, something retro like that is actually modern now. Yeah, yeah. To honestly, yeah, turntables, something analog like that, cassette tapes, analog. Yeah. But to me, that's the modern thing that's happening now. Yeah. Well, and 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 I think we always like to ask people, like, you know, what what to you guys, what is a, a modernist? Who is a modernist? And how is that kind of, and, and why is vinyl kind of relatable to them? Luke is certainly a modernist. <laughs> I can attest. Um, I second that. <laughs> modernism to me uh, uh, harkens back to the 50s and the early 60s and, and the homes that were built during that time. You and I, Jeff, have known right. each other for a long time, and you sold me the house that right. was built in 1962. Uh, and that's what that's what modernism means to me. Um, and I think vinyl and, and turntables just happen to fit that style. They fit. Yeah. <clears throat> I 
thought oh, you were going to no, add no, something no. there. <laughs> I just I was agreeing. Preach uh, on, preach on, preach on. They, they uh, fit that style. They fit the uh, kind of the sharp angles and the colors, and it just it fits that modern style to me. So if you going back to that, when were the first vinyl records released? In the in the twentieth uh, uh, century, uh, f- seventy eight started out in the early nineteen hundreds, but those were made of shellac. Yeah, forty um, fives came into prominence in the late forties and early fifties, um, so and the LP made its way in about the uh, mid to late fifties, became so the standard. It's interesting because the timing is sort of when you talk about modernism, the Bauhaus movement, mm-hmm. mid century mm-hmm. modern, mm-hmm. and you see that evolving. Uh, Jeff and I were having a conversation before we we all got together, and we were talking about how this goes back, you know, mid-century modern in our lifestyle today is very much part of, you know, day-to-day living. Go to West Elm, some of the stores, go to Urban Outfit, it's very retro, Uh, and people are going back to vinyl. That's what I mean by uh, things that are retro now are actually very modern. Yeah, now. absolutely. And, and, I, and I, that's what modernism is to me right now. How, how important do you think it is? You know, look at we were all holding our iPhones and <laughs> iPads and, and all that, and you've got a whole collection of music on this little, mm-hmm. you know, electronic gizmo. Mm-hmm. You think people still want to feel that? Like quality and 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 have something to take home with them is oh. that is that part of it? Well, I have very strong opinions about that. Uh, if you don't mind me taking the mic there, Luke. <laughs> do uh, do I looked right at you. Uh, so uh, here's what I think is happening. I think there's been a devaluation of uh, digital download music, and I think there's been a backlash uh, um, because it's been so ubiquitous. And that uh, people are starting to realize that they're not getting anything for their money when they're when they download 20 songs. They don't much less. Uh, they don't download an album. They download 20 different songs from 20 different artists, and and an album isn't supposed to be played like that. An album's supposed to be you know tracked out from track one to the end of the album. And I think what what people are starting to realize, the younger generation, is that if I'm going to give you 20 dollars, I want s- substance for it. I want uh, the cover, the artwork. The liner notes. The I want to hold it. I want to clean. It. It's an. Ex- they want an experience, right? And I think that's what's happening. And I don't see anything right now in the horizon that's going to stop that. And artists are taking that um, as a way to better connect with their fans as mm-hmm. well. They're realizing that there are more unique ways that they can present their ideas to their fans, uh, whether it be in colored vinyl or gatefold covers or lyric inserts. There's just so many different things now that they can add to that packaging that allows them to connect with their fans. Yeah, from, so, from the liner yeah. notes to, to the artwork. Sure. Uh, a lot more. of that stuff you just can't deliver in a download. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No. Well, I, you know, I, I, it's funny. I'm in the publishing business, and I absolutely see this, and, and it entices me to, to learn more because I do think there's still people who like print advertising and print, you know, newspapers sure. and, and magazines. So I, I look at this, and I think there's, there's definitely a parallel here because people like – they still like having – to take something home with them at the end of the day. I, I couldn't agree more. We see it We see it at the store all, all the time. I mean, it's just, uh, <clears throat> like I said, it, it, I think people are just, when they spend $20, $25 on music, they want to connect with the artist more than just, just downloading at their computer. They want to go to the record store and connect with someone 
rubbing shoulders with them. They want to connect with the workers that are working there. It becomes there. a social they, event as well. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a social mm-hmm. or cultural sort of thing. And that's where you get turned on to a lot of music. Josie puts on a lot of concerts, a lot of DJs locally here in Dallas. People come to the store all the time just, just to hear a band, and then they end up buying that vinyl. It's mm-hmm. great. It's, it's Yeah, it's creating more of a sense of community, just like the coffee shops are creating community with that. It's, this is creating a music community that I think what you're saying, Work, is you know, there's been a departure from that, and this is kind of helping to bring that all back together in a large way. Yeah, and I think Josie's right at the forefront of that, and we're certainly trying to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. So Josie Records, now you guys just bought uh, the A&R Records plan, correct? Yes, so... Uh A&R record and tape manufacturing has been a staple in Dallas record manufacturing since 1967. Yeah. Lots of history there. That's the timeline we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Um, We bought that, uh, what, five months ago? October. October. Yeah, interesting, Mm because we bought Josie in October. Uh, And uh, we, we have taken that over. And uh, we are uh, we have grand plans for that thing. Uh, we're retrofitting it. We're moving it to a bigger uh, location. Um, we're we're putting a lot of work and, and heart into it, mm-hmm. and uh, and we just we see that being a, a big project and part of uh, part of Josie. So I had an interesting observation. How did these guys have this business in Dallas? Making vinyl. Where, where did this come from? Out of the well, is it out of the blue or yeah, was there? So that's a great question. Um, there's only about fifteen or twenty uh, domestic record pressing plants in in the U.S. A and R record and tape manufacturing is, believe it or not, the only one in the Southwest. And when I mean Southwest, I mean in Texas, all the way till you get to California, no record pressing plant. Uh, or in Texas all the way till you get to uh, Florida, right. I believe. There's no, we are the only one in the southwest, southeast. And, and that is actually a really special uh, idea because uh, there's not many cities that you can just go downtown and go get a record press. You have to ship it. You have to, so it's really a unique thing that Dallas has its very own record uh, manufacturing plant. Were there a bunch of these in the early days, or was just this a in, unique situation? There's definitely somebody... some consolidation that's happened over the last 20 or 30 years, and, and there were even instances um, where major labels sold off their equipment, and even in other instances where uh, when CDs were the norm, that some equipment was just discarded. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, just discarded. I mean, think about that for a second. These machines were just broken down. Some of the parts were pulled off, sold, and then and then they were just put in the trash. Now, that's almost blasphemy because they're so rare and hard to find now. It, I mean, it's it's really unbelievable that they used to do that. But that was just an, an indicative of the time, right? People weren't buying. That was in, during the CD sure. CD craze. So, so it's interesting that somebody's actually had a vinyl pressing business. In Dallas for all these years, even through you know, the the drop in sales, the, the well, almost yeah. the you know it, the it non-existence and, and, and of vinyl, it, and it is uh, unbelievable that I mean he was hanging on by by a thread the previous owner and and we've come in and we have a vision for it and and we just see it. Dallas presents it. a pretty unique distribution opportunity too because we're so centrally located between the west and the east coast. So when you do have to ship records, yeah. Um, Dallas is is a prime location to get it to any part of the country, which is why I guess DFW Airport is so busy, right? It's a hub. It's sure. a hub, yeah. Yes. Um, 
for a lot of different reasons. So we're like Dallas. the vinyl hub of the Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously the, the technology being a little bit of an older technology is, you know, uh, probably presents its own set of challenges. You know, how, do, how are you guys kind of working with, with those challenges and, and taking on this new, new venture? Uh, day by day. <laughs> yeah, day, uh, day one, day. one day at a time. Uh, you know, there's these machines and this equipment, uh, they're so old and, and technology isn't really keeping up or hasn't been advanced with, with uh, mm-hmm. pressing records. This is the same technology, Steam, that's been, been used since the, the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, so we certainly learned a lot mm-hmm. in, in just the past couple of months. And like Luke was saying earlier, there really just isn't a manual for this. I mean, this is like uh, every day we see something different. We just sort of adapt and we we learn and we move forward and and probably so far have, so and good. probably have to modify. Yeah, <laughs> along the way. <laughs> so you know, let's get back. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about who's creating vinyl records, record day, a lot of different topics to come up. Sure. So we'll be right back on the Modernist Pod for the Modern Human. Hi, I'm Jeff Mitchell, Vice President at Briggs Freeman Sotheby's International Realty and host of the Modernist Podcast. If you're like me and share a passion and love for modern home design, then call a real estate agent who gets it the next time you're thinking about buying or selling a home. Allow me to use my 10 years of industry experience, understanding of modern homes, architects, builders, and local neighborhoods to help you find the right home that best fits your lifestyle. So next time, don't call a blue-haired realtor. Call the modern home guy, Jeff Mitchell, at 214-478-8009 or go to modernlivingdallas.com. Modern Dallas in modern pursuit, a luxury listing of local modern real estate and lifestyle news. Searching for a modern, mid-century modern, contemporary home, high-rise or loft, we simply have the finest moderns in Dallas. Looking for modern art galleries or events? Visit Modern Dallas and see our listing pages and receive our weekly updates on Modern Dallas Weekly, Modern Dallas TV, and gallery openings on Modern Dallas Art News. Sign up on Modern Dallas and find everything at moderndallas.net. Okay, we're back here on The Modernists. I'm Jeff Mitchell. I'm Jeff Levine. And together... Just having a good time. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, okay, so guys, we were you know just talking about the vinyl pressing plant, and um, you know I'm curious who you know what are the genres uh, where people are buying the most vinyl. Uh, well, if you take a look at the list of the best-selling titles from last year, I think it's a pretty good indicator because you've got everything from Pink Floyd's "Dark Side of the Moon" uh, to newer bands like Arctic Monkeys. So I think you see a mix of uh, classic rock, indie rock. Uh, rap, R&B, um, and I think I was—I saw an article in it, uh, that had that was talking about the top ten for 2015. Did, did I see that Taylor Swift was in there as oh, well? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. So which sure. is which is you know so Adele it's as well. it's truly across the board from like your your teen pop to rock to I mean, if you're not a, I think if you're a major artist uh, and you're releasing an album, you you you're wanting some of your product to be on vinyl. It, I mean, they, they're requesting that mm-hmm. now from the labels, and the mm-hmm. labels are taking notice of that, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're doing it. I mean, Adele sold, what did we... Uh, over 100,000, definitely. Over 100,000 yeah. vinyl records. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing that, that she did that. 
And so, as as a pressing plant, you know who who's coming to you. What what are the? I mean, obviously the record labels, but what you know are you? There was a relationship there that was kind of existing with A and R Records. You sure. guys took that over. Sure. There's all there had to be some sort of business that was ongoing there. I would imagine. Sure. So we're we're continuing those relationships, and uh, so one one thing to note about A and R Record manufacturing is that we're really a boutique vinyl record pressing plant, which means that. Not only do we service some of the major labels, but really our core clientele are uh, local or regional uh, labels and artists. So they call us up on the phone and they say, I'm so-and-so with this label. I'd like to get 500 uh, records pressed of my band. And uh, and so we give them a quote and da-da-da-da. And, I mean, and that's, that's really our, our main core is independent artists independent labels we do take care of some of the majors um and 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 we sort of are growing in that direction but uh, we're very accessible i mean you Mm -hmm. call us on the phone you can get us on the phone and say this is who i am and this is what i want to order and uh and we'll help you through that process Mm -hmm. if you haven't done it before so how do people get uh i mean people how do you create these records and bring them into your stores or these just for independence, or is there sort of a synergy you're developing where you'll have your own brand and your own label? Right. Well, Luke, Luke's sort of uh, taking care of that. Yeah, there's, it's sort of a two-pronged approach, right? Um, we've got labels that come in that already have cultivated their own set of artists, and they're looking to get final pressed, and we do that as a service for them. Uh, but then we also have our own Josie label where we have bands that we are putting on our own EPs as well. Um, and then there is a, th- uh, a third tier um, where we'll deal with uh, labels as a P&D uh, where they develop their relationships with the artist and we help them out with the manufacturing and distribution. And then where do you distribute these to? There's, are there tons of stores around the country? Mm-hmm. And there are distributors still that distribute records on a larger scale. There's uh, probably 10 to 12 large distributors that handle distribution specifically to, to retailers. Uh, so you don't have to do that legwork yourself, right? You're not going store to store saying, hey, I've got this record that I want to sell you. You deal with uh, kind of a consolidator, right? And uh, you get the, to the distributor who then gets it out to all the locations that you're looking to get into. What's a typical run of vinyl that you, you create for a label on a single? Uh, what, thousand? Yeah. Thousand, thousand vinyl copies, yeah. Well, I mean, we we do we do runs that are five hundred, uh, we do runs that are two hundred. Um, we try to steer people into the five hundred range, but we do do projects that are that are two hundred. We've done some larger projects too for regional acts like the Flaming Lips in Oklahoma. They've done um, runs of five to ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've oh, wow. got a yeah. Billy Corgan project from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. 10, that's, yeah, ten thousand units. So, that's what so. we want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good customer. Yeah, no, you know, it just, <clears throat> it just goes to show that, you know, it, it it's it all comes down to dollars and cents. But when you look at the ten thousand numbers, it means they believing in vinyl. And they sure, seeing and the longevity. opportunity, oh, you know, yeah. two hundred, a thousand. You still people may be hesitant, mm-hmm. but when you hear those kind of numbers, well, then it means you know they're looking at it from a whole different perspective, which is healthy. 
Sure. For the and, vinyl business. And one of the artists we mentioned earlier, the Arctic Monkeys, they didn't start as a large act or band, right? They started on, you know, a larger independent label, but to become to be an artist in the top ten best selling vinyl albums of two thousand fifteen, you had to sell tens of thousands of copies. You had to sell probably fifty thousand copies. So uh, it's not just for people looking to do 500 or 1,000. You know, it's people looking to get into that 50, 100,000 range. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you guys are obviously very much investing into this from the record store, the pressing plant to, to record label. Um, so where, where do you see this vinyl economy at right now? Are we, are we kind of halfway there? Is it, are we at its peak now? Boy, I certainly hope not. It's really... Definitely not at its peak. No. Uh, you know, we said earlier record sales at the store are up fifty percent over last year, and that is just phenomenal growth in vinyl sales. And honestly, I just don't see anything on the horizon that is going to slow it down. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing major retailers looking into getting into it. Right, Gap has just announced that they're looking to test it in some of their stores. Uh, good point, Luke. Uh, Whole Foods uh, ah, is, that is, would be a great, is yeah. carrying vinyl section now. So, I mean, that's got to be an indicator. I mean, it's just, it's exponential growth lately. Yeah, and, and well, I, I just hope it keeps going. Ah, we hope yeah, so, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you, you know, how do you guys see yourself being able to kind of integrate into those kind of relationships? A great question. Uh, we've we have some ideas that you know we. we you don't have to give the family <laughs> secrets away. <laughs> well, uh, cer- certainly with the label, uh, we are definitely looking to get uh, to sign some acts that we want to push. We want we want one of our artists to be in that fifty to a hundred thousand range, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna use the. Uh, we're leveraging. Yes. Yeah, we're leveraging and, and we're looking at some folks and, and we'd like to take a local artist and, and make him uh, or the band uh, in, in that 50,000 range, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so uh, Record Store Day, that's coming up, correct? Yeah, that's a... This Saturday. Saturday, April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean to you guys? <laughs> so let's, let's talk about this Record Store Day. So this is, this is an international thing. Yeah, yes. Ten, ten right? years in. Ten yeah. years in. Okay. Started so by what? So what's what's this all about? Like, who who started this? What's you know what's been been driving this? What's the purpose? It started ten years ago uh, by a nonprofit just called Record Store Day. Um, a group of people that were in the industry that um, that wanted to see record stores get their shine. They wanted to make sure that that people were taking notice that. Mm-hmm. That people were still visiting the record stores. They saw the value that we talked about earlier. That people are, are wanting uh, value in, in the they're product pretty, that yeah. they're spending money on. Mm-hmm. So um, that organization over the last ten years has built has built this uh, this this day, this record store day, uh, into this behemoth. It's it's become a major major event. Um, it's, it's it's our Super Bowl. It's the biggest day of the year. Yeah, that's a great way. <laughs> the to vinyl it. Super it Bowl. Is, it is our vinyl Super Bowl. It it is one of the funnest and and best days of the year at a record store. And really, what it is is it's celebrating uh, vinyl culture and the record store and just everything that, that that represents. Right? Like we talked earlier, you you meet people there. You meet your future girlfriend or wife there. You. You rub elbows with somebody who likes music that you do. You make a friend. Uh, you get to turn on to new music. It's and so it's just celebrating that and celebrating everything that the the record store uh, 
represents to us. Or any, you know, you hear about these bands who are involved in all different charities. Any major players out there that are part of this that are promoting it? Kind of on the top ten. Being a face of it. And uh, a face yeah, of no, there is. A, every year they have a face of Record Store Day, and I okay, – you're going to kill me, but this year I don't know Metallica who, is Metallica this year. Metallica is, oh, is the rep this year. Dave Grohl was the rep last, last year. year. right? And uh, they get behind it, and they push it, and it's it's really this, this big international day, and uh, it's, just, it's just great. It's really great for the whole system. It, it – it, um, from the from the vinyl lover to the record store owner, to the bands playing that day, to everything in between, it's it's like that was great what you said, Luke. It's, it's our Super Bowl, and we've got a <laughs> unique take on it as well. Um, we're able to use the our record manufacturing plant to make specific records for this day, mm-hmm. where we will have songs from each of the bands that are playing in the store that day gave us a song that we're putting on this EP that you can only get at Josie Records that right. day. Right, so, so the bands that are playing on uh, at our record store day... Uh, Name a few. Who, who can people expect to hear? <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. Uh, we've got a, a lineup of bands. Uh, Melandros. Melandros. Native Fox. Uh, Ghoul 5. Ghoul 5, local guys. Um, so these indie rock guys, funk guys, or what? one one's like a lo-fi funk sort mm-hmm. of band. Yeah, uh, one side is more soul leaning, one side's more indie rock leaning. Taylor mm-hmm. Lewis and the Legacy is another is another band. One um, of my personal favorites. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing is these guys are playing, and we're saying to these guys, "Hey, listen, give us a song that you guys have produced. We'll put it on." to a vinyl record for you because we can do that because we own a vinyl record pressing plant and then what we'll do is we'll we'll give it great cover art you'll be on this ep or compilation with the other bands that are playing that day and guess what we'll, we'll have it at the store and you can sell it at the store we're the only ones doing and that. we can only and we can we're the only ones in dallas doing that and maybe even i don't know of anybody else anywhere doing that right and, and, and we can do that because of our leverage yeah and it's great we've been able to vertically integrate I, our business that allows us to do that I, I tell you and i'm sitting here and i'm listening to this and, and i'm thinking to myself you know we're talking about the modernist and new and 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 this is you know we could be sitting around in the 60s or 70s listening to a radio show where they're talking about you know the next big thing is vinyl coming out sure and uh, it's it's like it's almost nostalgic i get you know goosebumps just thinking I, i'm listening to you guys talking about well, it and, and and we're in the you know 2016. What like 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 we said earlier to me it's modern. It's yeah. it's what's modern now. It's these the, the the these people that are are sort of figuring out the vinyl record. It's modern to them. There's a whole generation that have grown up without touching a, a cassette or a vinyl record. Right? I mean, can you imagine that? They're experiencing I, I, it for the first time, it and it is an experience. They're mm-hmm. they're, they're so, grabbing hold of and that so experience. So it's modern to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It. Yeah, exactly. It's it's unbelievable. You know, it's just it's blowing my mind. Yeah. actually sitting with you guys talking about it, a lot of fun so far. It's interesting talking to you know because I, I ask people a lot. You know, yeah, or we'll have conversations about this, and and they'll say, and then vinyl really is it's coming back. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's not coming back anymore. It is it's back. back. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is back, and uh, it it's it's starting to touch the the outer fringes of the mainstream. So so you guys also sell turntables at your store. Uh, yeah, tell us like describe the the your your turn your the variety of people who are buying turntables these days. Um, it's it's across the spectrum um, because we carry uh, a line of turntables that start in the hundred to hundred and fifty dollar range that go all the way up to the thousand twelve hundred dollar range. 
So, um, you know, you've got uh, uh, portable turntables that you can t carry with you. Actually look very modern in a, like a suitcase style that you can carry. They're portable. Um, and it goes up from there into very audio, nice, audio yeah, audiophile, hi-fi turntables. Yeah. Uh, but they've integrated new technology with that as well. Uh, a lot of the speakers and turntables now integrate Bluetooth. Uh, so they up, they update it in a way where you don't have all the cables and things like that. Uh, which is a big seller at Josie. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, some of these turntables are obviously very expensive, so you've got to have somebody who's kind of, you know, some some further along in their uh, financial, you know, lives that they can afford to purchase. Uh, sure, we, we see that. We, we see uh, successful or just career-age people mm -hmm. coming in, and, and uh, they're, uh, they're upgrading their current system. Mm -hmm. They come to us, and we, we're knowledgeable. We help them out. And then we see a lot of... Um, the other spectrum of that, a lot of 13-year-olds, mm -hmm. right? Mom and dad come in and they get them a starter and it's great, right? And we see that all the time. And it's probably a fun thing for them to, to do because they kind of grew up in that, in the vine, a little bit uh, in the vinyl culture. Yeah, no idea. We, yeah. we see that all, I see that all the time. I'll see uh, mom or dad come in with a junior or a little girl and they're they're buying their first record for the first time and they're sort of passing the... Uh, the, yeah, the torch. The torch. And, yeah, and it gets in them way. back into it. It gives yeah. them a way to bond. Yeah, that, sure, yeah. that's amazing. So, tell us where, when, how do they find you for record day? Uh, record store day is Saturday, April sixteenth at Josie Records at uh, twenty eight twenty one LBJ Freeway, next to Cavender's Boot Town. We open at seven a.m. and we're going till what eleven twelve at night. Yep. All the information on the day is at our website, JosieRecords.com, our Facebook page, Josie Records and Music. Yeah. It should be a good day. I'm coming out. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm definitely. I can't wait. I mean, this has been unbelievable. You well, know, do, you, do you have a turntable at home, Jeff, or are you going to be buying a turntable that day? You know, I've got to go look at them. I, I even, <laughs> who even thinks of turntables? But now options. I'm in. <laughs> we can help you out. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's great having you guys on here. Thanks for having us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, and Jeff, I think that's it. Uh, so we probably want to thank our sponsors. Steve Wright, Prime Lending, yeah, TexasMortgageExpert.com. Yeah, my go-to guy. And then uh, check out ModernDallas.net for all things modern. And uh, my buddy, Jeff Mitchell, ModernHomeGuy.com. And, and our photographer. Our, our personal paparazzi. Yeah, Gregory Martin Photography <laughs> follows us around <laughs> wherever we go. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, having you guys here and uh, make sure you stop by Josie Records. Thanks very much. The Monitors is sponsored by our favorite mortgage man, Steve Wright, with Texas Mortgage Expert Team at Prime Lending. We love Steve and the Texas Mortgage Expert Team because they're knowledgeable, extremely professional, and have the backing of Prime Lending, one of the top lenders in the country. And Jeff, as a real estate agent, I can tell you I've done many deals with Steve and their team. And I love sending all my clients over there because I know that they're going to be treated fairly. It's going to be a smooth and enjoyable experience, and they're going to be treated with a very high level of expertise. So if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing, go to TexasMortgageExpert.com.